Assessing new twin Gio Urshela's spot on the roster, plus the latest on Frankie Montas, Shamanaya, Trevor Story, and more twins targets on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We're your friend available on all podcast platforms. Again, this is Nash Walker. been hosting this podcast for over two years. been running at Twins Daily for over two years. I'm a lifelong Twins fan. My dream is to be the play-by-play announcer for the Twins one day, and I'm so excited to be with you today. So thank you so much for listening. We're setting records on the show. The last two episodes are going to be in number two. Since I've taken over as host 530-plus episodes ago, amazing. And that's because of you. Thank you so much for listening. I know this is a crazy time for the Twins. It's a crazy time in baseball. But the Twins have been the most active team post-lockout. So this was my hope. It came true that they would be aggressive, that they would make some moves. And, yes, that they would be good moves. And that's what we're here to do is to break down those moves. But I'm glad they're 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 active. I'm glad they're active, and I'm even more glad that you've come here to listen about what I have to say about that activity. Thank you so much. Today we're talking about Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela's role on this roster, what I think of him as a player. We're going to look at Gio Urshela overall, and we're going to have season projections coming up too for every single twin. We'll project, we'll look at Pocota, we'll look at Fangraphs. We've done some of that already, but I want to project the seasons ahead as we look toward 2022. We're three weeks away from tomorrow is opening day. So it's coming fast, and I want to look at Gio Urshela today because I think people are underselling Gio Urshela generally. I think he can be a lot better uh, than, than people are giving him credit for, and that's it's understandable because Josh Donaldson was solid for the Twins and was their biggest signing and was supposed to be this five- to six-win star, and he didn't really reach that, but he was still very good, and he was a top three third baseman in the American League last year in terms of OPS plus offensively. So and pretty league average defensively. He's a, he's a good player, very good player last year for the Twins. So it's definitely understandable why some would not only immediately compare Gio Urshela to Donaldson, but also see Urshela as inferior because he is inferior at this point. But I think there, there can be some progression from Gio Urshela or, or perhaps positive regression, which would be, I guess, progression in that case. Also going to update you on Frankie Montas, Trevor Story, Shamanaya. Not a ton on the Trevor Story front today. There just really wasn't much uh, on that front. So we're waiting to hear. Twins still haven't signed. The Twins have done nothing since Sunday, since Sunday night. So it, it feels like it's been a, a year since they've made a move because those moves came so quickly, three days in a row, three trades. I think two were on the same day maybe. It was a wild time for the Twins. But there are, there are more moves coming. We know this. And don't lose the faith. There are more more moves coming. I told you pre-lockout, moves would be coming. I told you post-lockout, moves would be coming. Many doubted. Moves are here. And moves are happening. And I'm telling you, once again, moves are coming for the Twins. They're going to make more moves. I have a beautiful site if you're watching on YouTube. This is the Twins spring training lineup for the opener tomorrow. Twins start playing games tomorrow. They got Boston. I believe. Byron Buxton leading off, playing center field. Luis Sarai is going to play third, hit second. 
interesting. Jorge Polanco, third playing. I'm sorry, Luis Arias playing third, hitting second. Yes. Jorge Polanco hitting third, playing second. Miguel Sano playing third, cleanup. Gary Sanchez is going to DH and bat fifth. Max Kepler is in right field, batting sixth. Ryan Jeffers behind the dish, batting seventh. Trevor Larnick in left field, batting eighth. And Nick Gordon at shortstop, batting ninth, which is interesting. Nick Gordon in the sixth hole. Cole Sands is going to start for the Twins tomorrow. That's exciting. Caleb Hamilton, Caleb Terry, um, Tim Beckham, Jose Miranda, Austin Martin, Gilberto Celestino, Kyle Garlic, Brent Rooker going on the trip as well with Derek Fisher. So some uh, waiver claims from this offseason going. Interesting lineup. Nick Gordon's in the six hole. I think maybe one thing to take away, nothing to take away from spring training lineup. So Luis Rise is at third, and that's going to lead me into the Gio Urshela discussion because I think there is a really nice spot for Urshela to go on this roster. And when you look at his career, if you don't know much about Gio Urshela, like I don't blame you. He was in Cleveland. He was a great defender, like seen as a, a truly terrific defender, but just couldn't hit. Was in Cleveland, went to Toronto, then went to the Yankees. And as soon as he got to the Yankees in 2019, hit 314 with an 889 OPS, hit 21 homers, 34 doubles. He had combined for eight home runs in like 150 games before that. So Gio Urshela broke out in a massive way in 2019. He carried that over to 2020 in the shortened season. And then last year definitely was a disappointment for Urshela overall had a ton of injuries, ton of injuries. I think that's an important part of this uh, when we do talk about Urshela, but overall in his career been much better against left-handed pitchers. So I want to tell you where I think Gio Urshela fits on this roster, where I think he'll start the most games and what his utility is and his flexibility is, his versatility is on this roster. I'm going to tell you all about that after this word from Mission Possible. Are you ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go? Mission Possible, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow, encourage you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. I'll make Lockdown MLB Prospects your next listen. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, here's the Twins depth chart I've laid out. Uh, this is position players. If you're not watching on YouTube, at catcher Ryan Jeffers, Gary Sanchez. At first, Miguel Sano, Alex Kirloff. At second, Jorge Polanco, Luis Suarez, Nick Gordon. At third, Gio Urshela, Luis Suarez, and Jose Miranda. At short, I have a blank spot in the one. In the backup role, I have Gio Urshela. Left field, Alex Kirloff, Brent Rooker. Center field, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Nick Gordon. In right field, Max Kepler and Alex Kirloff. So at third, I think is the tightest of these. And, and the Twins definitely do, and I think it's correct. And you look at the, the most successful teams in baseball, have versatile players who can play more than one, more than two, more than three, sometimes more than four positions on the field. Another reason why I think they may have acquired Isaiah Connor-Falefa, liking his utility, had that plan to play him at short, also liking his utility. Gio Rochella could play third, could play short, probably play second. Luis Arise could play third and second. Today, kind of like an undersold bit of news because there's so much going on the offseason hot stove front. Rocco Baldelli said Luis Arise is not going to play in the outfield this year. So um, unless it's an emergency or like a spot start, he started in left field on opening day or was supposed to start in left field on opening day in 2020 or in 2021 last year in Milwaukee. Josh Donaldson, of course, hits a double, pops his calf rounding first or pops his hammy rounding first. 
Jake Cave goes to left. Luis Arise has to take over at third base. But he was starting in left field. He was set to play a lot of left field last year and did and wasn't great. And we know that. And I think his best position is third base. I believe that wholeheartedly. The metrics will agree with you. Third base is his best position. This sets up a beautiful platoon opportunity for the Twins, for Gio Urshela, and for Luis Arise. And because they have had injuries, because Luis has been hurt in recent years, because Gio Urshela had a bunch of injuries last year, I think this is a smart platoon opportunity. And when I say platoon, I mean against right-handed pitchers, Luis Arise is playing at third base because in his career, an 814 OPS against right-handed pitching and a 662 OPS against lefties, Against left-handed pitching, Gio Urshela is starting at third base. Luis Arise could still DH against the lefty if you wanted to keep his bat in the lineup. But against lefties, Urshela's at third. Luis Arise is at third. Against righties, you could still DH Urshela against righties if you wanted to, or DH Gary Sanchez and start Jeffers. A lot of different things you can do there. You can DH Miguel Sano and play Kirloff at first and you know put whoever in the outfield. You can get creative with this. But I thought that was interesting that Rocco Baldelli had said Luis Arise is not going to play in the outfield very much this year. So I do think it sets up a nice platoon opportunity. Left-handed pitcher, Gio's at third. Right-handed pitcher, Arise is at third. The Twins don't have a shortstop right now. So at this point, Gio Urshel is playing shortstop. And I do wonder if one of their plans is not Gio Urshela at short, Luis Arise is their third baseman, and they invest somewhere else. I don't know where that could be, whether that's taking on money in a Will Myers deal. Maybe we'll talk about that later this week or next, if nothing transpires in between now and then. Taking on money, taking on salary in a trade, perhaps in the Oakland Athletics deal for Frankie Montas. We are hearing so much steam. Frankie Montas and Chamanaya. I'm not surprised. Very good pitchers. A lot of teams want them. We've talked a lot about Frankie Montas. Sounds like the Twins are in on Montas, maybe not in on Manaya. Would love to see them add Montas. The, the yellow brick road I wrote about at twinsdaily.com yesterday is Trevor Story and Frankie Montas, maybe Michael Pineda. Zach Greinke signs with the Royals today. Twins are right there with their offer, which makes sense to me. He signed for $13 million. So if the Twins had done that, their payroll would be 107 108 You still have money for Trevor Story in that case. And you still have money if you wanted to add Montas's salary to the books as well at $5.5 million in a trade. That's $135 million payroll. Now you need relievers. So you're probably going to the upper end of 140, but it's possible they didn't get cranky. So we don't have to we don't have to think about that. It would have been nice to add cranky, I do think, stability wise, and he would have been somewhat of a risk at 13 million. But it's a one year deal, and if he can give you quality league average innings, 160 to 180 league average innings, he might do that for Kansas City. Thought it made a lot of sense for Zach Cranky. Back to Urshela, bouncing around. Back to Urshela. I think people do undersell the value he could provide to the Twins. Gio Urshela among 27 third basemen, so basically the league, who've played at least 150 games at third since 2019, ranks 11th in OPS plus at 119. So he's been a 19% above league average as a hitter since 2019. He's second in batting average at 292, and he's tied for 12th in wins above replacement at baseball reference with 6.4. So a top 8 to 12 third baseman in baseball right now, Josh Donaldson is what? When he's healthy, is probably a top, four to five to eight. So it is, again, Gio Urshela is not as good as Donaldson. Donaldson has major health concerns with his calves, and we know that and has been hurt a lot in the past. So maybe that closes the gap a little bit more. Again, I don't want to spin this as I think Gio Urshela is better than Josh Donaldson. If Josh Donaldson goes and plays 140 games next year, 
and Gio Urshela plays 140 games, I will bet my car, everything that Josh Donaldson's line will be better and he will have a more productive, more valuable season than Gio Urshela, but it's less of a guarantee that Donaldson will reach 140 games than it is for Urshela. But that being said, he only played 119, I think, last year uh, with a bunch of injuries, and that's part of the reason why I think a platoon role makes so much sense. But I really like Gio. I've liked Gio since he broke out. I mean, I didn't like him very much before. I didn't know a whole lot about him because he hadn't broken out. But good defender at third. Border The metrics are weird about him. But again, a ton of injuries last year. We knew in recent years he was very good at third base and at the plate has had very productive seasons. Two out of the last three years was excellent at the plate. So I think there's some real upside here with Gio Urshela as like a six hitter. And right now, against like a left-handed pitcher, you got Buxton in center. You got Polanco at second. Shortstop's empty. If you add Trevor Story, who destroys left-handed pitching, that would be amazing. But you got Gio at third, Miguel Sano. You got Gary Sanchez, who crushes lefties. So you have opportunities here, I think, for that platoon role. Let's talk more about Frankie Montas, more about what's next for the Twins, perhaps some of their different angles after the break. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Enter Rock Auto. Your computer has access to Rock Auto. Save time and money when using it. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Nash, what's the latest on Frankie Montas, Trevor Story, Sean Manaya? We mentioned Story. We mentioned Montas and Manaya a little bit. But because the Twins have so much payroll flexibility, I'm going to pull this up again for you YouTubers. They have so much payroll flexibility. $94 million committed to this roster. Their highest paid player is Sonny Gray at $11.6 million. He is not under contract guaranteed for next year. He has a $12.5 million team option. There's a lot of money to be spent here. They have at least, at least $35 million in my mind to spend here with no free agent starters who will cost more than Michael Pineda and Trevor Story on the free agent market and Carlos Correa. And a couple others. I don't want to undersell. Eddie Rosario's gone, so Eddie's not coming back. A couple others. Chris Bryant to the Rockies. A couple other guys they could go get. But even if they go get Montas in a trade, he costs $5.5 million in arbitration. You're adding like a reliever, basically. And speaking of relievers, the Twins need to add one or two of those, too. One, of, one or two of those to the back end, definitely, of their bullpen. At least one high-leverage right-handed reliever, Orion Tapera, someone like that. But I think they have multiple paths here. I think they have put themselves in a position where they feel they can get creative with, I think the Andrews idea is really interesting. I think if there are a bunch of teams vying for Frankie Montas and the thing that separates you and the Royals have a great prospect pool, of course they they do. They've picked at the top of the draft for how many years in a row since 2016 have picked at the top of the draft, have a great pool of prospects to pick from. If the, the difference is the Royals don't want to add that salary or the Tigers don't want to add that salary because they've already made a bunch of additions and they didn't want to add Correa to the books and they're not crazy about adding Alvis Andrus, what if the Twins took his contract and that not only brought the return down, but that makes it more desirable for Oakland to get rid of Alvis Andrus' contract 
They're in a fire sale right now. They're in a fire sale. They just traded Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays. They are trading guys. They traded Matt Olson to Atlanta. Their guys are gone. Like these guys are leaving and they want to cut payroll right now. So if they want to cut payroll, why not take Elvis Andres? And you might be rolling your eyes like he cannot be the twin shortstop. And I honestly, I don't know if Elvis Andres had such a great career in Texas. If it was somebody else, I'd be more like hip on this idea. But what if he's your backup shortstop? Would he, is that something you could do to have Elvis Andres as like a backup utility player who can fill in at second play and fill in at short? I think he has a, a clause in his contract, 450 plate appearances triggers a player option. So you make sure he doesn't reach 450 plate appearances. I'm saying this because Elvis Andres is not good anymore. Like he wasn't good last year. But would that help you get Frankie Montas? You got to add more in the starting rotation. We know that. They've signed one frontline starter, one number two starter. They need at least a number one or a high-end number two. And I would argue if it's a high-end number two, they need another piece after that high-end number two. So they got work to do. And if it takes Elvis Andres and, and taking his money, I think you do it. And I think you add to the payroll and that doesn't take you out of Trevor's story. Hopefully, I mean, you're adding, I guess, $22 million in that case. So maybe it does. But Trevor Story's market, man, like try to find me someone outside of the Twins in St. Louis. If Trevor Story is certain about staying at shortstop, which is what he said and what's been reported, he's, he turned down $100 million offers to, to play second base or elsewhere. He wants to play shortstop. Show me other teams who need a shortstop, like teams who are willing to spend that money on a shortstop, who need a shortstop. It doesn't exist. The Yankees, the Twins, by trading Connor Falefa to the Yankees, took the Yankees out of Story's market. Is it still possible? The Yankees signed Story. It is, but I don't think it's happening. They signed Anthony Rizzo. I think they're set on Connor Falefa as their shortstop. The Dodgers have Trey Turner. The Red Sox have Xander Bogarts. I just, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening for the for the big blue bloods. Could another team come through? They could, but I just, I don't see a competitive team. Because the, the line here is, if you're competitive, you usually have a really good shortstop. And if you're not competitive, you're not trying to spend on a really good shortstop. The Twins are right there in the middle. They can become competitive. They don't have a shortstop. So it's a match made in heaven in my mind. And maybe the Twins aren't signing him right now or don't want to bid on themselves right now. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Wait and see. Thank you for listening today. Let me know if you have any questions in the comments. I think Gio Rochelle is going to be good for this club if he sticks around. And I think the twins are in a good spot in the Trevor story sweepstakes. Frankie Montas is a little more difficult because there's it's trade. You know, they, they don't make that decision. Um, the A's are ultimately going to choose the package they like best. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for making lockdown twins. Your first listen every day. And I'll make your second listen locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy March madness tomorrow. Enjoy the twins game tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.